podcast tonight on the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast as we remember Barbara Walters, trailblazer, icon, the toughest interviewer in the world. Stay tuned, Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, as we honor the woman who not only broke the glass ceiling, but started the view. mothers we have heard about the stage mothers one that wouldn't quit a mean one she was very jealous because she had absolutely no talent she would sort of stand in the wings when i was a little girl and if i didn't feel good if i was sick to my tummy she'd say you get out and sing or i'll wrap you around the bedpost and break you off short so i'd go out and sing was there a point when you thought your husband might die well, i was awfully scared I was awfully scared. There was so much confusion and so much noise. And, and I, re I remember police running back and forth in the corridors and yelling, get those people out of the way, and shouting, and, and just a lot of noise. And finally, they let me in to see Ronnie. And, um, and that, was, that was when he said, honey, I forgot to duck. I don't want this to sound insulting. I'm just going to be straight with you. But you are somewhat eccentric, to say the least. The way you dress, the way you look, it invites attention. The whole appearance um, as you grew up was larger than life, more extreme. You don't think that calls the paparazzi to you? No. No? No. Maybe I like to live that way. I like to dress that way. I don't want paparazzi, really. But if they come, be kind. Write the right kind thing to write. So when those, to me, dumb rumors come up mm -hmm. that you are gay, are gay uh -huh. what do you say? Well, I have said uh, we are not gay enough times. I'm not lesbian. I'm not even kind of lesbian. And the reason why it irritates me is because it means that somebody must think I'm lying. That's number one. Number two, why would you want to hide it? That, that, is, that is not the way I run my life. Mr. President, you have invited us to Damascus, and you have not given an interview to the American media since this crisis began. Who gave the order 
to react against the protesters. You don't need order because this is their job. Well, somebody had no, to no, no. say, you know, use guns. Somebody had to say there are arrests. No, there was even written not to use guns. That's why I said it wasn't policy. Their job is to prevent people like any other country. You have their own means. Whenever they used machine guns against civilians, this is breaching of the law. It happened. When you hear people say, he's cold, he's aloof, he doesn't show emotion. Mm. True? No, absolutely not. Um, yeah, he's, he's serious. Um, I think he takes this job incredibly seriously. Um, I think uh, he's got a lot on, on his shoulders. Uh, but, you know, when he doesn't have that hat on, and it's not often that he can just let go. Yeah. Um, He's a lot of fun, uh, and he's very sweet, um, and he's, uh, he, he loves his wife and, and his children deeply. Uh, and, and I'm funny. doing a great job. You're funny. Yeah, I'm you're a funny fun. guy. Yeah. Let me be specific. Your newspapers, radio, television, motion pictures are under state control. No dissent or opposition is allowed in the public media. We do not have your same conceptions. Our concept of freedom of the press is not yours. And I say this very honestly. I have nothing to hide. If you ask us if a paper could appear here against socialism, I could say honestly, no, it cannot appear. It will not be allowed by the government, the government, nor the people. Okay. In that sense, we do not have the freedom of the press that you possess in the U.S. Fidel Castro there speaking with American journalist Barbara. Let us go on. In those days. Why don't we get serious? Well, because I think people are still. I am serious. People. Well, I realize in this uh, I left one name out, and that is Edward Kennedy. Uh, suffers from comparison with uh, both of his brothers, and particularly with Jack Kennedy. Uh, he's, I think his greatest weakness is, is not Chappaquiddick, although that, of course, has hurt him. But his greatest weakness, curiously enough, is where Jack Kennedy was strong, and I should know, television. Uh, Jack Kennedy had a cool personality on television. And Teddy Kennedy, who is, uh, some people tell me, better looking than Jack uh, was, uh, who comes over quite well when he's speaking to a rally, comes through very hot and rasping on television. I think that is one of the things that uh, makes him weaker. In 1972, you wrote in your diary, the country simply can't afford the likes of Ted Kennedy, and you added George McGovern, as even a possible... In just a few seconds we have left now, and there's almost just time for a yes or no. Are you sorry you didn't burn the tapes? You know, interestingly enough, everybody in Europe that I talked to said, why didn't you burn mm. the tapes? And the answer is, I probably should have, but mainly, I shouldn't have even installed them because Johnson's system was there. I had it taken out, and I shouldn't have ever put them in the but first place. If you had place. it to do all over again, you'd burn them. Yes, I think so, because they were private conversations subject to misinterpretation, as we have all seen. Thank you for being with us, Mr. Nixon.
Hello, I am Barbara Walters, and this, for the final time, is 2022. I have died at the age of 93, as you have been told. It has been truly a witch experience. When I first was given the opportunity, seeing that I have lived 93 years, I have seen so much. So I feel that I deserve it. I was born in September of 1929. My father, Lou Walters, was the head of the Latin Quarter. I got to see real, real, just extraordinary things. And so here we are tonight. I am looking back at life. There is no interviewer. I am being interviewed by the people of the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, established in 2018. When I was passing through the afterlife, it's like an escalator ride. You pass through, you transition. It is not like what they say in the movies. Not at all. I have this opportunity to tell you all my regrets. My regrets are that I didn't have more children, giving my wonderful daughter Jackie a brother or a sister. My other regret is that I didn't, I've always said that I wanted to interview Greta Garbo. In fact, I once said that I would quit if Greta Garbo would grant me an interview. And then I was scared that she would call me up and say, promise? I never got to interview Queen Elizabeth II. I met her many, many times. We are both the top stories of 2022. The one interview that I really, really wanted to give was Jackie Kennedy Onassis. I have interviewed all the presidents all the way to Nixon. Lyndon Baines Johnson did not want to interview with me. It was a controversial time in the 1960s. We will get to Castro. Everywhere I go in life and in death, they all ask about the Castro interview. There are so many rumors that have been said about me and Castro. I will tell you that some of them are true, but I can't tell you which ones. My most beloved interview was my daughter, Jackie. Interviewing her throughout the years, finding out what made her tick. In fact, her first ever fan letter was to Oprah Winfrey. Oprah, who was so beloved, still is. I've unfortunately interviewed Donald Trump. I have interviewed George W. Bush, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton. I did not, I may have interviewed Joe Biden, I don't remember. I really don't. But that's not the topic of conversation 
It is true. I broke the glass ceiling. There was a show. This is not for ladies only. And of course, 2020. While I asked Richard Nixon, are you sorry you didn't burn the tapes? When he said to me, let's get serious. Oh, I am getting serious. I found that such a sexist way to conduct an interview. In fact, I had the cards. I had the cards, and I was sitting on them. So I just, I put it out there. Yes, I was a tough interviewer. But then again, so was Mike Wallace. But people didn't say the kind of things to, about me that they did about Mike Wallace. A treasured friend, a competitor. 60 Minutes and 2020. In fact, in the 90s, I interviewed Don Hewitt, who created 60 Minutes. And he said to my face, Barbara, 2020 only exists because other news magazines are trying to compete with 60 Minutes. I digress. Now that I have been reunited with friends and family, loved ones throughout the centuries, and yes, even Catherine Hepburn. In fact, I've always said that that was probably my most famous and favorite interview was because of the tweed situation. When I interviewed Catherine Hepburn multiple times, we never really discussed politics. We did discuss Spencer Twicey. And so tonight, I play for, oh, and of course, Christopher Weave. Christopher Weave and my, my interview was the most famous interview and the most moving I've ever done. And so I want to visit that time with Christopher Weave <coughs> in 1995. He had been injured. It was a powerful moment. This is my interview with the late Christopher Weave and Dana Weave. You know when he made the decision not to have you do this or not to have someone do this? It was when the children walked in the room. And I could see how much they needed me and wanted me. What happens to me when I have a problem is I get embarrassed. I go like, oh, I don't want to cause you people trouble. And I don't want people to have to be burdened to take care of me, you know? That was my thought briefly on that afternoon. And then the minute they all came in and I could see the love and feel the love And know that we're still a family and that we're great. That was a beloved interview with Christopher Weave. My most controversial interview, and I've had many, was with Monica Lewinsky. Monica, you have been described as a, a bimbo, a stalker, a seductress. Describe yourself. I think I'm, um, I'm very loving. 
I'm very loyal. Uh, I think I'm intelligent. <laughs> I think I certainly feel that I uh, have been misportrayed in the past year. Two months after your first meeting, it was then your fifth sexual encounter. And you said to Bill Clinton, is this all about sex or do you have some interest in trying to get to know me as a person? What did he say to you then? Oh, he, um, everyone would probably find it hard to believe he started to, uh, to tear up and told me that he never wanted me to think that. Um, and that that's not what this relationship was about. Oh. Did you or the president worry about somebody coming in and finding you? Yes. You did? Yes. Was this part of the thrill? It wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think it was for me. During those weeks, did you ever say to yourself, I'm doing something wrong? This is, this is bad for the president. This is bad for the country. Did you ever think about that? I... Now, with everything that's happened, it, I feel bad that I didn't, but I didn't at that time. I was enamored with him, and I was excited, and I was enjoying it. Did you ever tell Bill Clinton that you were in love with him? Yes. You did. What did he say? He said, that means a lot to me. Did he ever tell you that he was in love with you? No. Did you ever think about what Hillary Clinton might be feeling or would feel if she knew? Did you ever think about Hillary Clinton? I did. I, I think I thought about her a lot, um, but I never thought she would find out. I was never going to talk about this publicly. Approximately five months into the relationship, you were transferred to the Pentagon. Obviously, there were people who felt that you should... All this natural goodness you taste in brown berries there in brown berry sandwich breads. A little softer, a little wider. Brown berries wholesome goodness inside and out means great sandwich. Brown berry, nature's goodness you can see. Chairs to radios to stuff that makes lugging all of it. Here for a show. Different women. Different points of view. Maybe a little too different. We call it The View. I wanted to start a show about women with different personalities, and different opinions. It's called The View. I'm Barbara Walters, and welcome back to the retrospective of my life, the only way I could tell it. In 1997, I started this show. I was executive producer with Bill Getty, and we had the opportunity to have some amazing women. Mary Fiera. Star Jones, Joy Behar, and Debbie Martinopoulos. Of course, the panel changed many, many times. I stepped down as co-host in 2014. 
But I was continued to be executive producer. Even to the last hours, I was always checking it with a fine-tooth comb. We interviewed so many different people. We talked about Monica Lewinsky, oral sex. We talked about when um, we were there when 9-11 happened. George W. Bush. The war in Iraq. And of course, those silly interviews where the girls just let their hair down. The women, excuse me. As I look back on this life, this retrospective of all the things that I've worked so hard for, there are two. But first, there is one very When Gilda Wadner first started to do me, <coughs> I hated it. <clears throat> but it was my daughter Jackie who said, Oh, mommy, lighten up. And so tonight, seeing as that, and I was so, it wasn't until later on, I felt very moved by Gilda Wadner. Very moved. This is Gilda Wadner doing me probably the best. The next will be Shelly O'Towie. But just listen to this. Hello. Hello. This is Barbara Wawa here to say farewell. Uh, this is my last moment on NBC. I want to remind you to look for me along with Harry Wiesner weeknights at 7 o'clock. I want to take this opportunity to apologize to NBC. I don't like weaving. Please trust me, it's not sour grapes. But rather, that another network recognizes in me a great talent for delivering relevant news stories with crystal clarity to millions of Americans. The next one was done of recent years in the 1990s with Shelly Otawi. Petition on change.org to have a legendary to have the legendary Barbara Walters do the ball drop tonight and of course say one of her signature phrases, which is this. Good evening, I'm Hugh Downs. And I'm Barbara Walters, and this is 2020. 2020, 2020. All of us here at 2020 have a safe and enjoyable weekend. Good night. Anderson, Andrew, first let me say. What an honor it is for you to have me on your New Year's Eve special. <laughs> Second, I'm afraid retirement didn't suit me as much as people had hoped. And now that I'm trending on social media with the likes of Korean boy band BTS, climate change activist Greta Thunberg, and body positive songstress Liz 
myself, I've decided to dust off my power suit and get back in the game. It's no longer gonna be a Chico's kind of day for this gal, because I can finally say with confidence, this is 2020. So wait a minute, Barbara Walters, are you headed back to the view? Not necessarily, Andrew. Although I do miss Joy poking fun at me behind my back, Whoopi's questionable footwear and saucy black quips. Most of all, I miss being fearless. You know, and since dignified journalism has become passe, Anderson, and humiliating conflict is all the rage, Andrew, I decided to let the cameras into my once sacred personal and professional life so that viewers can view uh -huh. a day in the life of me now that this is 2020. <laughs> cameras will follow my every move and witness my relatable struggles while one day I'm on Rupert Murdoch's mega yacht enjoying Crab Rangoon with headmakers Bert Bacharach, <laughs> bombshell Lonnie Anderson, and royal seductress Camilla Parker Bowles. Then the next day I'm waiting in my car for my driver to return with my blood thinner prescription in a place they call the Hall Green. Watch me put together puzzles with Spartacus himself, Kirk Douglas. Broadway's Angela Lansbury, former presidential hopeful Bob Dole, and funny man Shecky Green. We'll discuss, but not here, hot topics such as global warming, the royals, hip surgery, who fought it, and the upcoming presidential election since this is 2020. When romance is in the cards, Watch me swipe left on popular dating applications such as Our Time, 80-something, Loose Skin, and Where'd We Park the Car? All the while, I will be surrounded by my most cherished, close, and intimate friends, my lawyer, Barry Mendelstein, my beloved dog, Cha-Cha, my fluid hairdresser, Christoph Christine, and my moody daughter, Jackie. Anderson, Andrew, you just heard my pitch for my new reality show starring me oh. as I make my comeback, because in case you haven't heard, this is 2020. Wow. Barbara, Barbara Walters, Walters, thank you so wow. much. Wow. You're very welcome. Now, oh. I want to find my purse. There's a lot of people, and I need to leave right now, okay. gentlemen, okay? Thank you, Barbara Where's Walters. Where's my car? We'll, 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 get, we'll get the car. Shelly O'Towie, so brilliantly. As you can see, I'll listen to. Andy Cohen has a problem. A problem so much so that CNN took away his privileges, as well as the privileges of others, to have a drink. Anderson Cooper, the son of the late. Gloria Vanderbilt. I knew Gloria Vanderbilt for a long time, and she's here, and she's riveting. Shelly O'Towie's interpretation of me is truly hilarious. It's hilarious. People have asked me throughout the years, even though I wasn't up to interviews, what I thought of Donald Trump. And now, 
being that I'm dead and he can't touch me unless he plans to come here anytime soon. But I digress. Donald Trump is a flump. He is the worst president in history. I did not vote for him because they would not allow me to. But as we end tonight's retrospective of my life, the Baba Walter story, I will tell you this, in my 93 years, I never thought I could do this. So here I am, I'm dead, hanging out with my good friend Gloria Vanderbilt, talking about our past lovers. Gloria, take it away. Oh, Barbara, sweetheart, we've got a lot of catching up to do. We've got to watch Anderson and that dreadful Andy Cohen from the Heaven Cam. There was a Heaven Cam what? Oh, yes. You could still be executive producer of The View. Totally perfect. I'm Barbara Walters, and this is the end of 2022. And for all of us and Hugh Downs, good night.